You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Happy Tuesday here on Steady Picks Radio. Absolutely fantastic time to be a sports fan. There's so much going on every single day. And uh, happy to bring it to you here. We do the show every single morning on Steady Picks Radio. Every single morning, 20, 30 minutes of your time. As you drive into work, as you get ready for work, as you let walking the dog outside and it's freezing cold, you throw this on. And we talk about tennis, golf, football, baseball, betting in general, strategies. I think this show has a lot to offer, especially in a time. And look, I'll be the first one to tell you I don't know everything, but especially in a time. Where the Twitter handicap or the Twitter tout is so, so relevant. There's no better time to listen to this show. It blows my mind. And I, I was getting into this on Twitter last night. At SteadyPicks underscore Tom. There's a guy, JJ Gruden, at taking the point Five taking the points, but the S at the end is a five taking the point five. It was just infuriating for me to read what I was reading. I can't even believe. I can't even believe you're talking about betting on sports. And you and you think this. Or you did this or you said this like. And to have the platform that he has. Look, I don't know this guy. He might be a great guy. He might not. I don't know. Don't know. Never talk to him. But there's just things you don't do if you're going to have a big following and talk about sports betting. You just have to make sense and know what you're talking about. And again, do we know everything? Does he know everything? Do I know everything? No, of course not. It would be ignorant to assume that we do. Let me give you the example of what was really just got me so fired up last night. I almost couldn't sleep because I was reading this. I just didn't know what to do with myself. So this guy tweets. Let me get the whole chain up here. Max play alert. Right, max play. So you already know it's it's like that. He's one of those. Okay, max play alert. Minnesota Buffalo under 46.5 has been upgraded to a five-unit max. LFG, 
Let's fucking go. Somebody replies, and this is where that you know what? That tweet, the first tweet, fine. Fine. Five unit play, big bomb banger, double your net worth, whatever. I I still think, you know, I used to think it was really funny. I still think it's kind of funny when people come up with these like names for the big plays. It makes me smile. Like it's garbage, but it makes me smile. I'm not a total Grinch. Curmudgeon. I can laugh a little bit. I can have a little fun with this stuff. People. <laughs> um so he tweets that under 46 now has been upgraded to a five unit max LFG. Christopher Cobb, C, uh, C Cobb 16 at C Cobb 16. He replies and he says, yo, JJ, what's the angle? What's the angle? JJ. JJ goes on to respond and say, the total should be around 49 and a half, the lowest for these two teams. What am I reading? So you give out the under 46 and a half as the biggest play of the season, max play, blah, blah, blah. And then you turn around and tweet that you make the number 49 and a half. And then Jeffrey Benson chimes in from uh, Circa. He's one of the one of the supervisors or directors. I apologize. At Jeffrey Benson, twelve. He's always on Twitter. He, great follow, by the way. If you made the total forty nine, why are you max forty nine and a half? Why are you max betting under forty six and a half? This logic makes no sense. And I would agree. And most people would absolutely. I don't think that's something to argue about, right? If if you make the number 49 and a half and the, and the number available to bet is 46 and a half, you'd probably bet the over. I would bet the over. Three points in that range, it's probably enough to make me bet an over, not an under. So Jeffrey Benson says, this logic makes no sense. And then, so this is where I got confused, is somebody else responds and says he meant to say over. Touts make mistakes too, and JJ sends a heart back. So I got confused because I'm like, did he actually make a mistake or is he an idiot? Because sending a heart like is acknowledging, yeah, I made a mistake, thanks for, like, you get it. Like, you're understanding, you get it. Although I don't think he made a mistake because he's um, got, he what, what do they call it, Twitter blue? So I believe he's Twitter blue, uh, and I believe one of the benefits that you can edit. So should be editing. But this was just the most absolute dumb thing. So that already doesn't make sense. And then it gets even worse because, oh, now i got to pull this up. I lost it. It gets even worse because, and I'll paraphrase to continue to keep the story going. But he was basically saying that, the public was going to be all over the over. So they set the line at 46 and a half rather than where it should be to try and get the public to bet the over 
So he's going to fade it and take the under? Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You are overthinking the shit out of betting. If you are doing playing this game, I really want to find... I got to find this. I want to know what his exact... Exact words are. I mean, it is just laughable. It's laughable. So here we go. I might be able to find it here. Oh... Josh Allen did, does not deserve to ever be a 46.5 total for any of his games. Buffalo's defense is going to be needed to come out and defend home territory in lieu of his injury. And I predict snow showers and range. Kirk gets in his head. I don't see offense going off. So I just, like, the whole thing doesn't make sense. So he said that, and then he's betting the under because that's too low, so he's thinking it's going to go under because the, like, you see what I'm saying? It makes absolutely no sense. Total should be 49.5 lowest for these two teams. And then he says that's so low for a Josh Allen total. The lowest we've ever seen, which is not true, but you know, inferring that he he's about to bet the over, and then he turns around and bets the under. And this was at forty nine and a half, like for a while, you know, during the week. So the dude just he didn't make that number, so. We'll back up there. We're giving him too much credit saying he's making a number. He didn't really make the number. And I can't find this tweet of his that explains, like, he literally goes down a rabbit hole of, oh, if it was supposed to be over, then it's under, and the public's on this side. And it's like, oh, my gosh, dude, are you out of your mind with this? Like, he can't be serious. Oh, here we go. We might have found it. He says, okay, so this is the 46 and a half. He makes the game 49 and a half. He max bets the under 46 and a half. He responds to Jeffrey Benson. He says, it's called luring the public on a certain side. That's made me successful in this space for a very long time. Contrarian, have you? Coming from a guy that works for a sports book only wakes, makes me wonder more, which Jeffrey Benson does. And Jeffrey says, the more you talk, the worse it gets. The sports books don't have traps or lure people in. It's all hogwash and noise. If you make the game 49 and a half and bet under 46 and a half and dress it up as contrarian, then God almighty, I can't help you. And that, <laughs> and that pretty much sums up my feelings. If you make a game 49 and a half and bet the under and dress it up as contrarian, then good God almighty, I can't help you. I mean, it is unbelievable what we're reading here. And meanwhile, we've got comments spiraling around like, oh, JJ, you're the man. Oh, JJ, you're so good. Blah, 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 blah. 
I can't even believe people follow this. And then, of course, he goes, well, he, he loses that game, right? It goes over with all the craziness and drama and Justin Jefferson and everything else. So now it's a bad beat. No way it should have gone over. No way. And then, of course, people tag uh, tweets that trigger us that Rob Bazola and, and Johnny from Circles Off, the podcast, do. And, uh, you know, everybody's tagging that. And they're like, yeah, we saw this. <laughs> Somebody says, I will be shocked if this doesn't make it on the next episode of Circles Off. So we'll see. Um, so anyway, I saw that last night, absolutely ruined my day because it was just the dumbest shit I've ever read in my life. I cannot believe people follow that and just go on and just, that's what they believe. Like, please, there are so many good people to follow, good resources, good shows to listen to, shows to watch. There's so many good ones out there, including this one right here. And if you are just doing yourself a disservice following J.J. Gruden in this nonsense, then I can't help you. I can't help you. There are plenty of places to find good information that aren't J.J. Gruden. Okay, rant is over. Fucking idiot. Tennis. Off the tennis, we win yesterday. Uh, one pick was we had one pick yesterday. Um, do do do. Let's refresh this, and we won. Yuki Nayato, Nayato, Naito against IPEC Oz plus one ten. That gets home straights. Well, two sets, straight sets, seven six six three. She gets home. Four tennis plays over the next two days here. Four tennis plays. Now, careful with this because we've got a couple of big dogs. So make sure you stake this properly for yourself. First one is Clara Burrell. This is today. Clara Burrell plus 130 against Sarah Arani. And Sarah Arani's, you know, she's generally pretty good at on clay, but I don't feel like she's been all that good lately. And if you look at her, you know, her recent splits, six months in a year, it's really not that, not that impressive. She had a couple good runs through Bucharest and Warsaw. She had some through the summer, but she played some hard court over through, you know, October, November. Now she's back on clay. She gets crushed by Sarah Bezik, Bezlik. Uh, last week, which we had Sarah Bejlik, if you'll remember, against Sarah Arani. And so I think Claire Burrell is going to have a shot at this um, for all those reasons and numbers-wise as well. I'm going to take a shot with Claire Burrell plus 130. That's a unit. Next play is Carolina Dolhide. This is today as well. Carolina Dolhide against Leola Jean-Jean. And Leola seems to be one of those players we just never get right. We just never get it right. Um, you look at Carolina Dolhide, her 
kind of history this year. She hasn't played Clay in a while, but she looked really good last week. Uh, beat Julia Grabber, which was a good win. Played tough against Mayor Sharif. Three sets, just coin flip didn't go her way in the last set. That's fine. Carolina, Caroline Dolhide, I think, is going to be a decent play. You look at um, her numbers here just on Clay in general, the her numbers are excellent, even though her win-loss isn't great, which is what's keeping this number kind of down because Jean Jean is not very good on Clay. I mean, the numbers are really quite poor. She's beat some good players over the last, you know, this year, last couple months. She beat Yuki earlier on in the summer. I pet Gaz, all names you'll recognize. But she gets crushed by anybody who's got a little bit of little bit of skill. I don't want to say that's rude, but you know what you get what I'm saying. When she's met with some adversity, I, I she kind of crumbles. I think Carolina Dolhide will be able to uh to kind of meet that level and and make it a tough match. She's good on clay. She's good on clay. So, Caroline Dolhide, go with that. Minus 143, just one unit, not to win a unit. We're just going to play one unit. But I don't see how she's going to lose this match. For tomorrow, two plays tomorrow, two really small plays because we got two big dogs we're going to go after. So pretty small plays, half a unit or less, whatever you feel like doing. You can play to win a unit is fine on these. We're going back to Yuki Naito. Naito. I say it different every time. Yuki Naito. Plus 275 against Katarina Bandle. Pretty small play, but Yuki's playing well and... Bandle, I'm not super impressed with. Let me pull up Bandle's um, numbers here on the model. We've got this price that should be Yuki plus 185. Yeah, that's what we have. So I feel like that's a, I mean, that's an edge we're going to bet every time. Bandle's won a, a handful of matches in a row, lost to Mayor Sharif last week, which bounced her out of Kalina. Uh, the 125 event. And really this comes less, this has less to do with Bandle's ability, but more with, I think, Carolina Dolhai maybe, or I'm sorry, Yuki Naido can maybe make a push at being competitive. Maybe it's a little bit closer than we are uh, expecting. You know, she beat Kovinich last week. was a great win for her. Ekaterine Gorgosi, great win. Played a little hard court back in August on the clay court again. Played really well. The numbers are solid. This will be a test for her because this is some good competition, but hey, let's give it a go. The let's see here, do to do, do 
Last pick of tomorrow. Paula or Mecha? Paula or Mecha? O-R-M-A-E-C-H-E-A. Paula or Mecha? We're going with the vet here against Julia Grabber. Grabber's numbers just, you know, they're they're good on clay. They are. They are. There's no, you can't deny her from that. However, they're not that much better than Paula's. And I get it. Paula's older, and she doesn't play as much anymore. And, yes, all of those things, they certainly matter. But she's on a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven match win streak, or match is, against some... Well, we've seen better opponents, that's for sure. Ekaterine Gordozzi, we already you know, beat her. She's got some good names on here. And stats-wise, they look pretty good. So I'm willing to kind of take a shot with maybe a player that's getting a little hot. And I mean, she is crushing these people too. 6'1", 6'2", 6'0", 6'3", 6'2", 6'2". I mean, she's rolling right now. So... I'll take a shot with Ormacha that maybe she has caught a little hot streak to end the year here. And um, I think that's, I think it's just priced wrong. My numbers come to plus 180. I think that's even a little maybe not correct considering Ormacha is so much better on clay than she is hardcourt. Julie Graber is too. I mean, she's much better on clay than hardcore as well. Uh, but I don't know. I just think I think Armage is gonna gonna have a chance at it. So to win a unit there as well, if you want, maybe even a little less on both of these. It's kind of just the pizza money throw around, but I think two dogs that uh, you could have some fun with here tomorrow if you are so inclined to do so. Um, football bets yesterday, Tennessee plus two and a half. That blew up in our face. It's at three plus 100 now even. Just a bad bet. I thought we might get a, a bet, best of the number there. I was hoping it wouldn't get to three, but there it is. So we made a mistake there. The Minnesota plus 100, that's a bet I made yesterday during the day. Minnesota on the money line, plus 100. We'll see how that turns out for us. Um, Tomorrow, we will have golf. We'll go over the golf model. Um, In my, and you know how I am if you've been listening to this show for a while. You know this is how I go. So I was looking through, I was looking through the, um, the odds on just, at MGM, just scrolling around, reading stuff, whatever. I find the LPGA and immediately catches my attention, right? Obviously, with how well we've done in the PGA. So then I start going down the rabbit hole. Okay. Can I find any numbers for the LPGA to potentially put some stuff together? What do you know? I find a whole bunch of numbers and uh, start getting them pulled, start 
messing around with those. This is literally the last tournament of the year. <laughs> it's the CME Group Tour Championship. It's the last tournament of the season. Starts on Thursday. Um, so maybe we'll make a few bets for that just for fun. But uh, we'll get we'll get something ready for January when the season restarts for 2023 because uh, I would like to – I think that would be cool to have PGA, LPGA every week, you know, kind of like a full golf day. I think that would be fun. And I know some people do the, the European Open and DP World Tour or whatever. I have, like, no interest in the DP World Tour. Like, I would much rather watch – the LPGA. I don't know why. Um, but I, you know, from time to time, I'll watch the LPGA. I've always kind of enjoyed the. Again, it's a lot like the uh, the women's tennis thing, and you know, women's um, soccer, like the World Cup, the soccer World Cup that I enjoy. Which the men's is coming up here soon, but ladies in particular. I just find sometimes I find it much more interesting because it's much more methodical, especially in golf. It's not about just absolutely hitting missiles across the moon, right? It's all about good form, good contact, play the course, right? Play it safe, be aggressive where you can. Like it just has a different type of strategy to it that I have always enjoyed. Same as women's tennis, you know, the men's side is serve the ball as hard as you can. And you better just outserve your opponent and you'll win the match. Ladies isn't quite like that. So anyway, that's always why I've always enjoyed watching that side of sports a little bit, depending on the depending on the sport. Um, I think I know a little bit about the LPGA, so that's gonna help me. Like I found a couple of things that I want to do. And uh we'll take a look. Maybe we'll come up with something for this. Somebody already caught my eye, which was, uh, let's see. Doo, doo, doo. So the winner last year, I know this is like Jin, Jin Young Ko was the winner last year. She's 50 to 1. So I haven't gotten to looking up why she's 50 to 1 this year. I just think she's maybe not having a great year. I started to look it up, but I think she's maybe just not having the best year. But, uh, Lydia Coe's the favorite. Seven and a half to one. Kelly Nelly Corda, of course, up there. Lexi Thompson, Brooke Henderson, all names that you probably recognize. So maybe we'll see if we come up with something tomorrow for this. But I suspect next year this will be on the docket of things that we bet. I think next year is going to be uh, interesting for me. I think it's going to be a lot of golf, a lot of tennis. Why? Well, let me back up. Men's and ladies golf, a lot of ladies tennis. And then I think it's going to be Formula One and NASCAR. Because I've been hard at work um, working on some stuff for that. Obviously, Formula One, the last race of the season is uh, this upcoming weekend. And, um, yeah, I've been really trying to stay in touch with what's going on there this year or since we've kind of started talking about it. 
So I'm looking forward to coming up with something next year for F1. Uh, it's already underway. The NASCAR information is pretty much done. I'm waiting until the season starts upcoming to kind of plug some more stuff in and, and play with that. But that's pretty much done. So I suspect it will be a lot of weekly, you know, type of sports that we're going to be doing besides tennis. It'll be, you know, both golf tours, F1, NASCAR, and then tennis on the day-to-day because baseball, I just have lost so much interest in betting anyway. I love watching it, but with the way the bullpens are managed these days, it is just difficult. NBA, I don't think I can possibly keep up with. I mean, I just can't. I don't have enough time. NBA is, I mean, I would love to bet the NBA too, and I always talk about, oh, we got the, you know, I'm working on the NBA numbers, college basketball numbers. I just don't think I have the time to to do that. I mean, it takes hours every day. And I'm not sure that I can do that. College football, never really a thing for us. No other sport, really a, a thing for us. And, of course, the NFL, we will continue to to do a little bit just because you have to pretty much (laughs) think you really, you really do have to, or you'll just, nobody will listen. Uh, so that's what's sorry. I just blurbed a lot. I'm just excited about what's coming up. Uh, steady picks radio, wake up and wager. Thank you so much for listening. Appreciate all the support as always. Steadypicks.com and at, SteadyPicks underscore Tom is me on Twitter. Have a good day. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Thank you.